Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today is step one in our journey back to Titans football. And I will be bringing you guys content Monday through Friday throughout training camp. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts following on Spotify, or whatever platform it is that you stream, make sure you are locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast, and follow me on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, for schedule updates, additional content, including my Tic Tac Titan film breakdowns, and make sure you send in your Friday mailbag questions to me on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans as well, and I will be answering those on tomorrow's show. But speaking of the journey, our first step today, the first group of Titans, Titans players will report, and that group will include the quarterbacks, players rehabbing injuries, and the rookies. And speaking of rookies, on Wednesday, we got the fourth member of the Titans six-man rookie class signed officially to a deal. So that means that four out of the six members of that draft class have signed. I will tell you who that player is, what he means to the Titans in 2020, who has signed from the draft class, and who the Titans are still trying to get things worked out with. So we'll talk about that first. And then we will jump into the fourth installment of our Clash of the Titans roster role battle series. On Monday, we talked about the backup quarterback role. On Tuesday, we talked about the fourth wide receiver role. On yesterday's show, we talked about the starting right tackle role. And today, we will flip to the defensive side of the ball where we talk about the defensive defensive line. There's a big hole on the defensive line. Who will fill that? I will give you a duh option, a maybe option, and then a WTF option as well. So excited to break down the Titans defensive line heading into training camp. And speaking of that defensive line, we will round out today's show talking about a ranking put out by Pro Football Focus that focuses on the defensive lines around the NFL and where the Titans stack up. So we will talk about the rookies heading into training camp. We We'll talk about the defensive line competition and we will look at a defensive line ranking. Let's get it. running back out of Appalachian State, Darrington Evans, agreed to terms with the Titans on Wednesday, one day before rookies are set to arrive for training camp. Evans was a third-round pick for the Titans, 93rd overall in the 2020 NFL Draft. He is coming out of Appalachian State, where in his time at App State, he put up 4,642 all-purpose yards with 34 career touchdowns. And of course, Evans is set to be the Titans' backup running back behind Derrick Henry, but Evans also offers some versatility in the way of catching the ball out of the backfield and on kickoff returns. Along with being an explosive running back, Evans also returned three kickoffs for touchdowns during his time in college and racked up 1,439 kickoff return yards, along with 319 yards as a receiver just in 2019. On 482 carries during his college career, he only had one fumble. That is pretty impressive. Evans is a part of a six-man group in the Titans 2020 draft class and as mentioned he is the fourth member so far that has signed including Evans and then 
fifth-round defensive lineman out of NC State, Larell Murchison. Also, both seventh-round picks, defensive back Chris Jackson out of Marshall and quarterback Cole McDonald out of Hawaii also have agreed to terms with the Titans. That only leaves the Titans' first two picks, first-round offensive tackle out of Georgia, Isaiah Wilson, and second-round cornerback out of LSU, Christian Fulton, that haven't agreed to terms with the Titans yet, but we should expect to see an agreement between the first and second-round picks and the Titans coming very, very soon as Titans rookies are set to report for training camp today. So you would hope that the Titans would be able to get those deals done as soon as possible so that those players can get their two COVID-19 tests, get their quarantine taken care of, and then join the team in the facility. Now, one thing that is still preventing players from entering the Titans facility is having their independent emergency pandemic response plan approved by local authorities and the NFL Players Association. At this time, only eight of the 32 NFL teams have had those plans approved, so the Titans need to get that taken care of quickly as, as I mentioned, rookies quarterbacks and players rehabbing from injury are set to report back to the team today. So that's something that the Titans will need to get taken care of and get set in stone as quick as possible so that they can continue to be on schedule with their training camp. And one thing, as mentioned before, when training camp does kick off, we are expecting Darrington Evans to be the Titans' number two running back to spell Derrick Henry, help lighten his load, take away some carries that Derrick Henry had to take in 2019. This should allow Derrick Henry to stay healthy and stay consistent throughout the year. Also, we should expect Evans to help out, as mentioned, in the passing game as well, but Evans will ultimately be Derrick Henry's backup, but Evans had this to say about Derrick Henry, quote, Derrick is a big back and he has some speed on him too. A lot of people, when they try and tackle him, they have to make a business decision on if they want to hit him high or hit him low. Add me to that and I can change the pace of the game. You need a quick play, any kind of explosive play, I feel like I can get the job done and we can be a great combination. I feel like I can help take the load off Derrick a little bit and help add my twist to the game as well. He does a lot of great things and I can't wait to learn from Derrick. I want to talk to him and pick his brain and just try to compete and be the best that we can be for for the Titans, end quote. You love hearing that from Evans. He already understands what his role in this offense is going to be, especially after Derrick Henry's big contract was signed. That cements Evans as at least a complimentary back for two seasons at minimum, and it's good to see the rookie embrace that role. Something that we've talked about on the Locked on Titans podcast throughout the offseason is the Titans' need for a speed threat, a gadget player. That was expected to come from the wide receiver position, but it's obvious based on Evans skills that he could add that element to the Titans offense for them from the backfield. So watching Evans as he grows into that role and adds a special dynamic and explosive dynamic to the Titans offense, that's something that we need to pay attention to going forward throughout training camp and into the regular season. And another thing that we need to pay attention to going forward into training camp is the Titans' defensive line. Something that hasn't been talked about enough throughout the offseason is how the Titans didn't appropriately replace the talent that they lost when they traded Jarrell Casey. They've added a draft pick, a late-round draft pick, though. They added a low-end free agent as well, and I don't quite know if that'll be enough, but who will fill that third defensive lineman role behind Jeffrey Simmons and Daquan Jones? I'll give you a duh, maybe, and WTF option 
when we jump into the fourth installment of our Clash of the Titans roster roll battle series. Clash of the Titans, our roster roll series here. On Monday, we looked at the backup quarterback role. On Tuesday, we took a look at the fourth wide receiver role. Yesterday, we took a look at the starting right tackle role. So make sure that you check all of those out. If you missed any installment of our training camp preview series, they're looking at these roles that will be up for grabs during training camp for the Titans. And what I've been doing all week is giving you a duh option or a few duh options, a few maybe options, and then a couple WTF options as well. So three different tiers of options for the Titans, and today we are going to dive into the defensive line. So first, let me set the stage for you here. So of course, I talk a lot on this podcast about the importance of nickel and dime packages on defense. Not much of the NFL is played in base, and let me explain what that means. So, base is what you think of when you think of a normal defense, a 3-4, three defensive linemen, four linebackers, four defensive backs, a 4-3, four defensive linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs. Those are called base defenses, and In the NFL now, it's much more fashionable to get more defensive backs on the field. Five defensive backs, which would be a nickel, or like the Titans do when they bring Imani Hooker onto the field to be that third safety, six defensive backs, which would be a dime package. So the importance of the third defensive lineman is not as important as the first two defensive linemen. Because when you go to nickel or you go to dime, which the Titans are doing 60 to 75 percent of the time on defense there's only really two interior defensive linemen on the field so your top two defensive linemen are what are most important but we saw last year the titans like to rotate their defensive linemen they like to keep everyone fresh it's something that the eagles did very famously in their super bowl year they had an incredible amount of rotational defensive linemen and allowed their pass rush to stay strong and consistent throughout the game and throughout the season because no one person ever got too tired and something Shane Bowen earlier in this offseason talked about the need to get Harold Landry off the field a little bit more so that he can stay fresh it's the same concept with the interior defensive linemen the Titans had Casey they had Simmons they had Jones they had Isaiah Matt Mac Dickerson they, they had a bunch of different people that they would rotate. Austin Johnson, of course, was a part of that rotation. So that's six names right there that I mentioned that the Titans consistently rotated on the interior defensive line. So that third defensive lineman is important because he's going to be a part of that rotation and they're going to rely heavily on that third guy to mix in with Jones and Simmons and keep them fresh. Now, another element to consider is the Titans zigged when the NFL zagged last year. Everyone is going to three wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, spreading it out. Well, we saw a team like the Titans go heavy personnel, multiple tight ends on the field, three tight ends at times, blocking wide receivers that are incredibly physical. The Ravens were going to a massive amount of three tight end sets, two tight end sets. Let me give you another example from the NFC. The Los Angeles Rams had a very difficult season last year. They underperformed for what the media and people around the league were expecting. 
And one thing that they did on offense to kind of turn their season around late and get more competitive is rather than being in consistent three wide receiver sets, which is what basically the Rams always did throughout the last few years, they started going to two tight end sets with Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby. So they started going heavier on offense and having some success and focusing on the run game a little bit more. So I would expect to see more heavy sets, heavy personnel, two tight end, three tight end from offenses this season. I think you'll see the league start to zag a little bit or zig, whichever way you want to call it, back towards a little bit more of heavy personnel. So that might cause the Titans basically to play more base personnel than they have before, especially when you take a pseudo linebacker cornerback like Logan Ryan off the field, whoever plays in that slot cornerback role for the Titans will not be as physical and as reliable in the run game as Logan Ryan was. It's just the reality of the situation. So the Titans may have to go base defense a little bit more often than we've seen them do in the past couple of years, which along with the rotation factor, increases the importance of that third defensive lineman. So let's get into our options here. First, we have the duh option. And in my opinion, and another thing real quick before we get to the options is thinking about what the Titans have to replace. And just another example of the importance, Jarrell Casey played 64% of defensive snaps last year, 708 total. Austin Johnson played 29% of defensive snaps last year, 323 total. So that's over 1,000 snaps on the defensive line that the Titans will have to replace. That's an immense responsibility for this front office to replace those snaps and you need multiple different people because you look at someone like Jarrell Casey an undersized interior penetrator and then you look at someone like Austin Johnson who was a big bodied run stuffer gap filler so you're going to need somebody who can do a little bit of both of those so that's why I give you multiple options in our different tiers here so let's start with the duh the most obvious answer and the number one most obvious answer is the veteran that was signed as a free agent Jack Crawford who's coming over from the Atlanta Falcons he's played in 93 games in his career has 16 sacks 71 tackles he's just an experienced vet and when we're dealing with a limited offseason it would make all the sense in the world for the most veteran player on the Titans defensive line, other than Daquan Jones, of course, to have the best opportunity to take that third defensive lineman role. Now, Crawford is a big guy. He's six foot five, can maybe play a base four three defensive end. He should help the Titans stuff the run. But when you look for a duh option that's that interior penetrator like Jarrell Casey, you look at somebody like Isaiah Mack. And I say Isaiah Mack because he's been with the Titans for a year. He was able to hold a roster spot as an undrafted free agent last season, shed a tear for this year's undrafted free agents. So somebody like Isaiah Mack probably won't make the Titans this year because he won't have ample opportunity to showcase himself. So think about that when we look at someone like Isaiah Mack. This year's Isaiah Mack won't be on the Titans because of everything going on with COVID-19. It's unfortunate, but while we're here, Isaiah Mack played in 13 games for the Titans last year. He did get moved off the active roster later in the year, so that could be a cause for concern. But he had one and a half sacks in his rookie season, eight tackles, played 170 snaps on defense. Isaiah Mack is an undersized defensive lineman, only about six foot one, so he could give you that interior penetration, that gap shooting ability that Casey had. Obviously, Mack is not the player that Casey was, of course, that 
that's obvious. You guys should know that that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying they're a similar style player and they're undersized gap shooters. And Matt could help fill that role that Casey left as part of the pass rushing rotation on the defensive line. Think having Jeffrey Simmons and Isaiah Mack out there in third down and long situations to help give, you know, Daquan Jones a break. So that's a bigger guy who can stop the run and an interior penetrator, a smaller defensive lineman that would make sense in the duh category. Now, we want to look at the maybe category here. Shift to the maybe options. And I have an undersized interior rusher and a big run stuffing name for that as well. Number one in our maybe category, looking at an undersized interior pass rusher, look no further than fifth round defensive lineman Larell Murchison. He played in 25 games in his two seasons at NC State, had 11 sacks, so that's almost a sack every other game, and 80 tackles. Murchison was a very good interior rusher in his time in college, has a devastating interior spin move that is his go-to pass rushing move. Now, the reason I put Murchison in the maybe category is because he is a rookie and we've talked at length about you know the setbacks that rookies and undrafted free agents are facing this offseason. So Lorel Murchison just may not have the opportunity to get to know the playbook well enough and to just get comfortable with the NFL to be able to take over that third most important defensive lineman role, especially when you look at someone like Isaiah Mack, who's been in the Titans organization for a year, and someone like Jack Crawford, who's been in the NFL for seven seasons. So you look at those two guys, and it makes sense that they would be the duh options over Murchison, who, like I said, he's a maybe option, though. If he comes out, he impresses very early on. He could, by week three, week four, take over the third most snaps on the defensive line. And then another name who is definitely a maybe option is a Matt Dickerson. Dickerson is six foot five. Like Crawford, he is a big guy, can help run stuff, take over that Austin Johnson role. Now, Dickerson was with the Titans last year on the active roster at times, played eight games with the Titans, had five tackles, no sacks there, but he was mostly a run stuffer against heavy packages on offense. He only played 54 defensive snaps, but again, He's comfortable with the organization. He knows the defense. He's been with the Titans. So maybe that gives him a little bit of an advantage over someone like Jack Crawford. And maybe Dickerson slides in to that role. Let's dive into our WTF options, though. And the number one WTF option that I see on the roster is Joey Ivy, a six foot three defensive lineman. Now, Ivy didn't have a lot of time with the Titans last year. He started the season with the Kansas City Chiefs, four games with the Chiefs. He ended up playing in three games with the Titans. 27 snaps on defense. He didn't make a very big impact, but he wasn't given a big opportunity. He is a WTF option. I'm not expecting him to take over this third defensive lineman role, but at six foot three, 300 pounds, Ivy has the size and the versatility where he could possibly fill both roles as a run stuffer and an interior rusher. Now, it's not what I'm expecting, but he could be a dark horse candidate if he impresses during training camp. The last WTF option is the one that I am most intrigued about, and it could be this year's Isaiah Mack, and that is Tyre Tart, the undrafted free agent defensive tackle. Now, obviously, undrafted free agents right now are 
on the cusp of losing their opportunity. You can't know for certain if Tart is even going to get a chance to be in Titans training camp. But if he is given an opportunity, there is the chance that Tart could impress early on as Mac did last year and possibly be given the opportunity to actually make the roster and have considerable snaps. Tart is a six foot three, two hundred and ninety pound defensive lineman. So like Ivy, he could have the versatility to fill both roles. And in college, he did play twenty four games at Florida International. Had five and a half sacks, fifty one tackles, seventeen and a half sack tackles for loss. So he was a productive player along the defensive line. It would be a WTF, a major WTF. If Tart was the one who eventually took over that third defensive lineman role, but undrafted free agents surprise people all the time. And although they are facing some unfortunate circumstances, maybe Tart is able to rise above and find himself in the thick of the defensive line rotation for the Titans come the regular season. But that is a roster battle to watch. Tomorrow we are going to continue looking at a roster role that is up for grabs on the defense. And it may, it may just be in the secondary. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast and you check out tomorrow's show for that roster battle as well. We are going to move forward to cap off our show talking again about the Titans defensive line. Pro Football Focus has done a ranking of the defensive lines around the NFL. Where did the Titans come in in the rankings? got D-line on my mind. So let's keep looking at the Titans defensive line and analyzing it, but through an article, a ranking done by Pro Football Focus. So of course, if if you're living under a rock and you don't know, Pro Football Focus is the analytics-based website that assigns grades to every NFL player on every play and then ultimately culminating in an overall grade. So they took a look at the defensive line group's in the NFL this year, and of course, this is outside of just the interior defensive line. It's going to include the edge rushers as well, but the Titans ranking in this list is probably indicative of the hesitation I had and showed in our last segment. Some of my concern about the Titans defensive line, it seems to be shared by pro football focus as well in terms of where they have the Titans ranked on this list. And out of the 32 NFL teams, they have the Titans at 21. That is pretty far down on the list. And this is what pro football focuses Sam Monson had to say about the Titans defensive line. Quote, Tennessee is another team set to field a defensive line that relies on the development of its young players. Jeffrey Simmons had a debut to remember after recovering from an ACL injury that many thought would sideline him for the entire season. I was included in that. Simmons notched a sack, two hurries, and three defensive stops in a performance that earned him a PFF grade of 90.6 and set pulses racing. But he never quite hit those heights again over the remainder of the season. Simmons is hugely talented and the team was confident enough in his ability to trade away stalwart defensive lineman Jarrell Casey for a throwaway late round draft pick. But now is the time Simmons needs to prove them right. Harold Landry is another young player who needs to take a step forward. His sack total more than doubled in his second season and his total pressures leaped from 34 to 66, but his pass rushing grade actually got worse from 57.8 to 59. 
from 57.8 to 59.4 as a rookie because his pass rushing snaps almost doubled. Landry has flashed the potential to be a high-end edge rusher, but now needs to show more than potential and ability to pick off low-hanging fruit. After Cameron Wake, Daquan Jones was the team's best-graded lineman last year, and he was the best-graded among players with serious playing time because Wake just saw 195 total snaps. Jones was a plus run defender and a solid pass rusher, and he simply needs to have that kind of performance again in 2020. Depth is a concern along the defensive line with little in the way of proven quality or even players who have shown well across limited snaps. Rookie Larell Murchison was a fifth-round pick who has solid but not spectacular grades over the past two seasons at NC State, and while he was more of a run defender than a pass-rushing force, he will hope to earn some playing time as a rotational body early on, end quote. So that was a lengthy explanation, but I think it makes a lot of sense, and I agree with that evaluation. You look at some of the teams ahead of the Titans here. We have the Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts, the Arizona Cardinals, the Baltimore Ravens, the Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, the Cleveland Browns, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Los Angeles Rams, the Denver Broncos, the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers, the Washington Football Club, Philadelphia Eagles, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers came in at number one overall. I can't say I disagree with this list and the teams that are ahead of the Titans, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, the Titans defensive line I think is the least talked about major weakness on this roster. So we will see who steps up for the Titans because they will need somebody to contribute more than is expected at this moment in time. But that is going to wrap up today's show. We talked about early on the rookies, Darrington Evans signing a contract with the Titans and being ready for training camp. And then of course the first and second round pick for the Titans, Wilson and Fulton who aren't signed yet. Then we stepped into the fourth installment of our Clash of the Titans roster rollback battle series and talked about the third interior defensive lineman and let that segue us into a conversation about Pro Football Focus's ranking of NFL defensive lines where the Titans came in at 21 overall. So really excited to continue this series with you guys on Friday. Remember, we will have our Friday mailbag as well. So follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and send in your questions there. I got a couple right now, but definitely need a couple more to make a segment for for the mailbag. So send those in. I do appreciate it. And it helps us get closer as a community. But that is going to do it for me today. I will be back with you guys tomorrow to recap all of the news that should come out of the first day of training camp for the Titans quarterbacks, injured players, and rookies. Really excited, folks. We are right on the doorstep of football. NBA kicked off their scrimmages today. The MLB kicks off their games this weekend. Sports are back, and I am forever grateful for that. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast, and I will be back with you guys tomorrow. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.